Hello, you are listening to the Omnitalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the Omnitalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is April 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Mazenga. And I'm Chris Walton. We're here once again to discuss all the headlines making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing. Did I said my name there, Anne? That's was, was very ebullient. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know better than to use words that are like 50 cent pieces. Full words. of life, Anne. Full of life. But there you go. Um, I, I guess I didn't notice that. I was effervescing, man. I was trying. I was but trying really I, hard. I'm trying to be more full of life than I was in last week's podcast. Yes, because yes. I listened back to that and I was like, oh my God. It took you a little while to warm up last weekend. Jump, you your, jump in. Yeah, you hit your stride like by the third or fourth headline. No, you got you got your gear. You found fifth gear at some point. You started off in like neutral, but you know, you made it. You made it. You, you got it going on. going uphill. Yeah, yeah that's right? about where yeah, I yeah. going. Um, so yeah, no, you did good. You did good. But, uh, yeah, what's up with you this weekend? What do you got planned? My wife is out of town with the kids. She went to the in-laws in Vegas. She oh took God, army talk thing do? one and thing two to Vegas. I, I, I am actually going to nerd out and I no am, think, I am thinking it's movie fest weekend. I'm going to go see, I'm going to try to see air. Oh, we're going to see air this weekend too. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It's yeah. at the theater. It's right at our theater by house. house. So is everything everywhere all at once. I'm going to try to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish Reservoir Dogs, which I started at 3, 3 a.m. last night as well because I couldn't sleep because oh I was God. busy thinking about work. And I was like, I needed a really relaxing film. So I chose Reservoir Dogs. But uh, yeah, okay. I haven't seen it in a while. So yeah. But what about you? Um, we It's my son's birthday tomorrow. One of them. So I am going to drink a bunch of wine and try to put <laughs> together a treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt he wants oh. at a park. Oh, I don't know how I'm doing that yet, oh. but, um, but yeah, I've saved all so many things from shop talk, like the giveaway things. Yeah. And those are going to be like prizes, nice. even though like there's a shop talk, we got a shop talk, um, like a, a booklet with our, yeah, faces yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah. I, this is going to be, <laughs> the, this is where the clues are going to come yeah. out of. So I'm going nice. to have to like put that in there, nice. but, um, then I'm chaperoning a field trip today, Chris, for my middle schooler. <laughs> Uh, oh wow, the middle school chaperone! Wow, yes. What's that like? Uh, well, I was joking quick, f- because quick few seconds because on I was like, I should totally wear like a crop top and short shorts or something, like, and just be like, embarrassed. Hey y'all, I'm Sally's mom, and he he came up to me this morning. He's like, Can you like make your hair so it doesn't look like a Karen? Oh, like, whoa, whoa, teenager embarrassed hey. by mom. I'm not, I'm not a Karen and I will show up and I will be cool and fun and we'll walk together to the nature center and learn a ton of stuff about whatever nature, whatever, whatever nature stuff is. I have no idea what to do, but his teacher has a TikTok channel. So I'm thinking we're going to jive. Like, I think she's going to be pretty cool. So nice. I don't know how to comment on that and nor do I think I should most likely not, but I'm just going to let that one sit. Just like, just let me take the daggers for you so that I can prepare you once you get into middle school, but it is not fun. So sympathy for all the parents out there. I'm almost there already too. All right, well, let's do the show. Yes. And today's fast five. We've got, I think this is going to be a fun episode, Anne. And yeah. today's Fast Five, we've got news on Walmart suing Capital One to get out of its credit card deal, GNC's new store model, yes, American Eagle parting ways with its quiet platform CEO. That one took us by surprise. Mm-hmm. IKEA's new virtual interior design service. But we begin today 
with what I would call, and I'm curious what you think of it, but very confusing news out of Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Chris, Amazon will begin charging for some returns made at UPS stores. So it's basically like a lottery system, I guess. You yeah. just like <laughs> say you're going to return and then it spits out whether or not you have to pay or not. But according to Supply Chain Dive, customers may be charged when selecting the UPS store for a return if a free option like returning at Amazon Fresh, Whole Foods, or Kohl's locations is within the same distance or closer to their delivery address. Wow. Uh, little additional information was provided, except uh, Amazon spokesperson Steve Kelly had this to say, quote, we always offer a free options for option for customers to return their item. If a customer would prefer to return their item at a UPS store where there is a free option closer to their delivery address, a small amount of customers may incur a $1 fee, end quote. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Chris? Wow, I, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by this whole thing. I don't actually know what to make of it, honestly, right now. I don't, yeah. I'm kind of don't have an opinion on it, but here's what's going through my head okay. for all the loyal listeners out there. Uh, so for background, there are, according to Supply Chain Dive, that article that you you referenced, yes. there are over uh, 1,100 coal stores and over 500 Whole Foods stores throughout the country. Okay. Which to me means more often than not, if people don't want to go to Kohl's or Whole Foods, they're going to pay the extra buck to take their return to UPS. For sure. You think so? The yeah. dollar is not a, that's not enough of a friction point. Yeah. Especially when that's people. your option. And, and you know, Whole Foods are in very high demographics. So this strategy probably is applying to a higher income demographic from the beginning. And for that reason, I think I'm leaning towards, I don't like this because I think this is an example of Amazon trying to be too smart. Hmm. for their own good that will bite them in the butt later. Like they're trying to be too perfect and dissect this. Like how can we get people to pay us a little bit extra who aren't going to care about it kind of thing? Yeah. But like it's in the long run, it's going to hurt them because Walmart and Target, who by the way, also have marketplaces, which are growing in power each and every day, mm -hmm. they don't charge for in-store returns, nope. nor will they probably plan to. So therefore it gives them the people, Amazon's customers, another reason to look at those marketplaces compared to Amazon's. So the smarter move to me would have been to not talk about this at all and just yeah. absorb it in the cost of the next prime increase right. that you're likely going to pass on to your customers. So I don't understand why they took that approach. But the question, the big question it raises for me is, are we about to see the days of free online returns being over? Yeah. Like similar to what we're seeing with Zara doing overseas. So mm -hmm. net, net, that's my take. What do you think though? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you completely. I mean, I said this when Amazon started charging for grocery delivery a few months ago. You know, once Amazon does that, they set the customer yeah. expectation. So I do think we're going to start to if if this kind of continues and especially if Amazon, you know, who knows what kind of revenue they're going to see from 150 million people who are prime members now paying a dollar every single time they yep. return something, which is fairly frequently, I would imagine. But yeah, I think right. that, that opens the door for every other retailer at that point to say, we're going to charge for something. We're going to charge you for this, whether it's a nominal $1 fee or it's, you know, $3, $5, like we're starting to see. It also makes me wonder. So I'm going to be posting a video. I did a DoorDash package pickup. Yeah. Return. It also makes me wonder how that impacts that business too, mm -hmm. because now that you have third-party services that are doing returns for you, like you know, is that enough to make me say, well, eh, actually, you know, $3 for the return from DoorDash plus, plus a tip fee. plus another dollar fee. Like now is it worth it yeah. for me to go? But it is not convenient to go to the Whole Foods and to the 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 Kohl's locations. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough grocery stores. There's not enough Kohl's stores to make it for me personally. Yeah. So like 
the hassle of parking in a busy parking lot at Whole Foods or, you know, a mall parking lot at a Kohl's to have to walk. Like, it's just, it's, they're not convenient options. So I think in the long run, I think we're going to continue to see, um, you know, more, more retailers do this, but a lot more friction from the customer's standpoint, who, to your point, would be much happier saying like, I'll just pay $10 more a year in prime fee. Yeah, that's why I don't like this. Yeah. Like it puts it in the head of the customers. It gives your competitors an out and Walmart's not going to do it because Walmart has the physical store advantage, which right. we've talked about before. So this, I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me. It makes at a all. very compelling case for Target and for Walmart. Like yeah. I think this, this, the theme of this podcast, I think we'll see is more reasons to go to Walmart right. and this could be one of them. Yeah. It just seems like a silly way to do this in my opinion. All right. Headline number two. Walmart wants out of its Capital One credit card deal and is suing Capital One to make that happen. And according to Retail Dive, Walmart has said Capital One has repeatedly failed to meet a number of contractual obligations in its card partnership deal, as described in a lawsuit filed Friday in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. See, we try to bring you the headlines, and we don't just tell you what they are. We give you where the lawsuit was filed. Yeah. Do you think it's Paul Giamatti though? Because he's, isn't he the Southern District of New York? Oh, in Billions? I have no idea. I've not seen that show. I need to watch it. Oh God. That's what you need to spend this weekend. Yeah, right. That's, that's a big investment. All right. Walmart argues that Capital One failed to meet customer care standards in five quote critical categories over a 12 month rolling period, according to the lawsuit. And a Capital One spokesperson person called Walmart's lawsuit, quote, an attempt to renegotiate the economic terms of the partnership it agreed to just a few years ago or end the deal early, end quote. Hmm. Should also be noted that Walmart has been standing up its own fintech unit over the past few years and has also begun pilot testing a new banking platform called One in the background as all this has been going on. And generally speaking, I like to think where there's smoke, there's fire. Is that the case here? What do you think? Yes, I do. I think to use another ridiculous overused comparison, I think this is the first domino to fall. I I think this is huge. We heard in Jamie Dimon, his letter to shareholders at Morgan Chase last week. He lists Walmart as a threat to the their financial institution, mm-hmm. to, to JP Morgan and to others. And I thought like I couldn't believe that he was saying that because we've been talking about this. We had, you know, Alvier, we've had yep. we've been talking to them. We did the the event yesterday with um Tim and Dardis and t- just talking about what the, the capabilities that retailers have and just the reason that retailers have to have a financial relationship with their consumers, mm-hmm. especially someone like Walmart. Yes, especially like, someone like especially Walmart. Walmart. You're going there multiple times per week. It makes sense to, you know, start to save up or invest money or put money aside, budget money with Walmart when you know you're going to be shopping there multiple times a year for needs, not not wants, but needs. And then, you know, leveraging, you know, 10% cash back or whatever Walmart's going to give you to be loyal to them. Yep. Free Walmart Plus membership. Who yep. knows? Yep. But Walmart, Ooh, good one. Walmart like is a bank. Like, yep. again, this is watch out Amazon, because I think that once Walmart is offering cheaper, better returns, they're your bank. You're getting benefits from them. Like, there's yeah. there's a lot more reasons from my perspective to start going to Walmart. And you're getting your groceries there every week. That's the key thing, totally. right? Like that's a huge part of this. Um yeah, I I mean I 100% agree with you. I think there's I think there's a lot of smoke here and therefore there's going to be a fire too, but you know the technology is such and we talked about it yesterday with Tim Dardis of Alvier, like you said, 
Um, retailers can do this themselves yep. at this point, or, or they can, or the other point about the story too, that I think is important to bring up, or they can at least have the threat of doing it themselves, which opens up negotiations with other people uh, on the threat that they can, yes. right? That's the issue here. And so to me, bald, bald, bold, 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 baller move. Bold baller. I think bald is yeah, he's not like bald a good yet. hybrid. He's not bald yet. He's not like me, but it's a bold baller move by McMillan. I love it. Uh, and if you want a crash course, honestly, yeah, in how retailers can do this, check out our pod with Alvier's Tim D- Dardis that dropped yesterday and yeah. will be in our newsletter tomorrow. You're going to want to see it. It's going to blow your mind about how simple and easy totally. it is. And Tim, the best part about it, he does a great job of outlining how you can walk, crawl, walk, run to institute the concepts of embedded finance in your retail organization. It's yes. a great primer for anyone that's interested. And not just how the retailers can do it, but how the customers are already doing this. Like right. people are right. putting money into a Starbucks card, into the app. Point. It's not foreign to them. And once you have Walmart, one of the biggest retailer in the US, like rolling this out, mm-hmm. now people are going to become more familiar with it. It's going to become commonplace. It's something that you absolutely need to be paying attention to. You know, to. you gave yourself grief for your start last weekend. I think you're like turbocharged this week. Oh, is that you're, a bad thing? No, turbocharged like is like, you know, like the souped up sports car. You're like revving to go here, man. This is I got to get ready for my field trip. Yeah, right. All right. All right. Uh, headline number three, GNC has unveiled a new tech-driven store model. So with 88 new store openings and more than that slated for 2023, GNC is redesigning its stores to deliver a technology-based, customer-centric shopping experience. According to Chain Store Age, while each new location offers full retail capabilities and expert advice, the retailer is enhancing the in-store experience with the introduction of a couple key features, Chris. Ooh, tell me what they are, Anne. First... <laughs> It's calling social selling, whereby GNC is bridging and integrating the online and in-store expert customer assistance experience by allowing shoppers to speak with a hundred of the company's coaches. That's what they call their in-store associates, by the way. I learned that from um, Scott Sager, the CIO at uh, E-Tail. Oh, yeah? The the woman that was interviewing him from Modern Retail had never been into a GNC. Ever? No, which was hilarious. So he was was explaining this to everybody. But yes, the coaches... Help consumers build a wellness routine and complete the transaction virtually. Now, second, GNC is also rolling out new point of sale capabilities, specifically a fully mobile point of sale system that allows for curbside pickup, same day delivery and online sales at its website, as well as for its coaches to sell beyond the store, including the capability to consult and sell products at external events. Yes. Chris, yes, Ann. Yes. Are you going to are you going to head over to GNC? You know, I really like really like what they're doing here. Okay. Well, uh, why? well, I mean, I no doubt, I have no doubt without talking to you, I have no doubt you're dying to discuss the virtual service angle here. Yes. Uh, especially after you shot a great video of Best Buy's yeah. virtual store uh, earlier this week and put that out on social media. So the point I'm going to geek out on for all the loyal I'm talk fans is the point of sale uh, yeah, topic because, and you and I, full disclosure, we have some inside knowledge of how this was done mm-hmm. because they're doing it in partnership with a company called Zania Retail. Uh, and, it's cool because GNC has basically given their team members a point of sale device via a mobile device, essentially. Yeah. So nice redundancy, Walton. But, <laughs> but they've given their team members a point of sale via a mobile device that runs almost as a redundant system against their POS. That's yeah. a good way to describe it, which we all know are an incredible pain to overhaul yes. and prevent you from going fast in this omni-channel evolution. So 
listen up out there because this is a smart way to go about giving yourself omnichannel capabilities because as we talked about, Sam's Club said it, Walmart said it, John Furner said it to me personally, the omnichannel point of sale system mm -hmm. is the most important technological system that you have to invest in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it works and it works for mobile selling in store as a standalone POS system. It works for selling at standalone events. Like you talked about the whole nine yards. It's a super smart thing. So I, I just love it for that reason. But yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think the point of sale part, really smart. I think it also helps when you think about, you know, the flexibility that you not only give your associates in store, but I think it's also like the virtual store that we talked about too, yep. and that they're doing like, I check out the video. It's on our YouTube page or Omnitech retail YouTube page. Um, we posted it on social this week, but you know, essentially with a Best Buy virtual store and and I assume with GNC, like it's one click and you're right there. You've got somebody's, yep. you know, face in front of you, talking to you live, showing you products, holding up labels, like, you know, showing you the density of the protein powder, yep. like opening a bar for you and showing yep. you what it looks like. Like it's giving you all the experience that you could want and need. You're very particular about your protein bar. So I, feel I like am. appreciate Yes. That. Read me the label, please. Yes. yes. And like how sticky is the, you like, you don't like, yeah, that's why bars. actually why I don't go to GNC because I'm very particular yes. about what I put in my yes. body. Yes. But I think, you know, most importantly here, it's, it's amazing what is being done with this virtual store you know, at GNC, what Best Buy is doing. Um, but I just, I do love the, the cart process at the end of my Best Buy experience. The, the associate that was helping me, the blue shirt said he could, you know, he texted me my cart. He took the whole cart from the whole conversation we had had, shot it to me over text immediately. He could send it to the store for me to pick that up, that item up in an hour if I wanted to do that. Or he could make it happen all like through, you know, an online order. And I think that's what's that's the type of flexibility yep. that we're talking about here that John Ferner talked about being so important. Yep. And I think it's just the beginning of where this is going to go and what the flexibility of the store, where the store can happen, what where transactions can take place and what the customer service angle for this looks like. A hundred percent. It's the exact same reason why Sam's Club was able to roll out uh concierge curbside pickup right. like one week after totally. the pandemic yeah. in like six days, whatever yeah. it was, and have incredible usage rates with it too. All right. Headline number four, according to Retail Dive, the head of American Eagle's quiet platforms has stepped down as the apparel retailer prepares to slash expenses after the logistics unit failed to meet expectations. American Eagle has parted ways with our buddy and former target colleague, Shekhar Natarajan, Quote, effective immediately. Mm. Niall Murphy, who became the logistics unit's chief business officer last year, is set to take over on an interim basis. In a Q4 earnings call, American Eagle Chief Operating Officer Michael Rempel, shout out for the second week in a row, Michael, said that while Quiet Platforms grew nearly 40%, it did so at margins that were, quote, below what we expected. And this is an absolutely stellar time to give you the put you on the spot question this oh. week. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Yeah, this is a great question. Yeah. Quote, when American Eagle Outfitters purchased Quiet Logistics back in 2021, one of its goals was to combine and manage the order volume of multiple retailers, i.e. their competitors, mm -hmm. to try and take advantages of economies of scale. Does this key departure mark the end of American Eagle trying to accomplish that goal and or, this is my favorite part, and or should it mark the end? I don't think that it's the end. Oh, really? No, I think hmm. 
I think that what is happening is that American Eagle and Quiet Logistics are seeing that it's probably not going to be as easy. Not not that they thought it was easy, but yeah. People aren't aren't ready. You're you're talking about mall retailers to get economies of scale, right? And you're talking about legacy, lots of legacy retailers. And I think it just is going to take, I think they might be a little bit before their time. And I mm-hmm. think they're starting to realize that. So I don't think this is like a, a complete shutdown mm-hmm. of the that capability, but I do think it involves some important either partnerships or rethinking around how they're going to make this work for a very legacy old school retailer. I also think that there's likely more because of these legacy retailers that they're working with, there's probably likely some more hurdles that they need to get over in terms of competitive, like, uh, what do you say? Like collaboration is a new competition. I think people like to talk about that, but I think when it gets down to brass tacks, like I I don't think that you have retailers that are like, "Um, I'm going to give, American Eagle, like Gap, I'm going to give American Eagle or Lucky Brand or whatever. Like we are competing for the direct same customers. Like why am I going to go with you versus just a a white label three? You don't want to share your holiday throughput at the facility with a competing brand, right? Right. Yeah. I think that there's still, still some time that needs to be given to this though, because they only purchased Quiet Logistics in the end of 2021. Right. It hasn't even been two years yet. And I think you need to give this a little bit more runway and than they did for this to actually work. Like, so I don't know. I think there's some problems all around here, but I just, it seems like too short to like cut this off right away. Um, and without giving some like time for tweaks. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think? You're looking at me like I have three heads. I am. Yeah, no, because I, I think I had like this epiphany as you were talking, like, um, I think it's probably done. And the yeah. reason I say that is actually the statistic that I didn't think about until you just started talking about that. 40% growth yeah. is not big when it yeah. just started. Like yep. you should be seeing triple digit growth at higher yeah. levels. So like that means to your point, they're not selling this to anybody really yeah. either. And they're not selling it to anybody properly, which he stated specifically. So that makes me think, mm, what do we have here? Um, and so when I step back from it, I'm kind of sad because I Initially, and we talked a lot about this. We talked to Shekar at Manifest. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a there there. I yeah. really did. But the there there can't just be a 3PL of a different color, which is as we were listening to Shekar at that conference, it sounded more and more like and we were talking yeah. about this. It sounded more and more like that's what it was. It's just a 3PL of a different color. The there that is there for me is figuring out how to make this happen at the mall level, particularly. Yes. For localized, close to consumer fulfillment, like we talked about with Dematics, Kim, Mm -hmm. Baudry, you Mm -hmm. know, like that was, that's the idea here. But sadly, I think to your point, which I would reemphasize, I don't think that dream is ever going to happen Mm. because it's just too damn capital expensive for the mall operators to redo their buildings in that manner. And then number two, you still have to get all the retailers bought in, like you said, which is still a massive hurdle. So it does make me wonder in light of Gap, you know, shutting down its retail media network. If we're not going to see similar shutdowns of ideas like this, like people are running after this, but at the end of the day, what's the real point of differentiation against a traditional 3PL that's done this for decades? Right. And if you don't have that, I don't see why it works. So I'm actually decidedly glass half empty on this announcement. Net net. What do you think, though? Are I you mean, by changing, your I think tune? I just drank Shakar's Kool Aid. Yeah, and I always will. He's like yeah. the I mean, best. So charismatic, but you got to watch that yeah. too. You know, True. but I don't know. True. But who knows? You know, I don't. I, you know, love the guy, but you know, maybe maybe that maybe there's. I don't know. I just think it's before it's time. I, you I think do it's think before we'll it's see, time. I think it's too All early. Right. I think that's what the issue is. All right. 
Um, all right, Chris, let's go to headline number five. Ikea has unveiled a new virtual interior design service. So according to The Verge, for the low, low price of $99 per room yes. in your home or $299 in a business setting. It's a pretty good deal. You can relinquish your DIY dreams of making your space yours, yourself, and let Ikea's designers take care of all the planning. The new interior design service is a accomplished digitally over video calls, three of them to be exact, three. which comes after booking an appointment and taking an online survey wish list that you will fill out to help Ikea figure out your needs. Then an Ikea designer will build you a mood board, map out your space in 3D and work with you on furnishing materials and lighting choices. Ooh, gotta have those lighting then choices. finally comes the logistics of getting the items home or setting up delivery and putting it all together. You can do it all yourself. Or you can use IKEA's TaskRabbit service to take the plans and do it for you, which I love. Yes, that, that right. third. I'll take the third one. I know, right? Yes, Chris, what do you think of this? Oh man, I read this headline ad. Yeah, I'm going to go on a little bit of a Walton rant here today too to oh, close gosh. this show out. It's been a while. It's been a while because this headline pisses me off. Oh my gosh, why it pisses me off? Because I'll tell you why. I have a lot of history with this headline ad. I tried to get this concept off the ground for two years at Target. Ooh. And I ran into nothing but pushback. And the price I wanted to do it at, Ann, what was 99 effing dollars. Oh, my God. Exactly. Because it was completely. See, you're like quiet logistics. You're just before your time. I know. Price. Right. I know. And it's it's so frustrating because it, it's an idea that's completely in the ethos of the expect more, pay less, yep. and the design for all ethos of what Target is. And nothing, in my opinion, nothing in the world should be more democratized than the overly priced concept of interior design. Okay. Nothing. It is okay. the most overpriced thing you can possibly spend your money on. And so I think this is only the beginning. Like, let IKEA get a hold of this. Kudos to them for doing it. It's only going to get better with AI. You probably don't even need a designer as I was stepping back and thinking about this at the end of the day. Sure. Like, there's so many companies like Stylitics is a great one that's putting, you know, uh, stylizing your wardrobe with AI. They're right. complimenting all your clothes. Like, yeah. why can't I AI do that for a room? Like you put the dimensions in, it, you don't need a designer for that ultimately at the end of the day. So Target, you slept on this one. I'm calling you out for it. And now Ikea is doing it. Mazel tov, my Swedish friends. That's my last point. I am fired I up. I, I am you, so angry about this. I can this. tell. Yeah. I can tell. But maybe, a, lot of, but, a lot of bad, passionate blood in this in this okay, story for me. Think about but I love the headline. It it's like, so awesome. It's this, so awesome. This is my dream come true. I know, right? Like, Isn't it? Yes. I, I love going and, and well, I don't love going into the Ikea, but I love seeing the scenes that they set up. Yes. And I do just want to like lift, lift and, and land, land into my yes. house according to what my specs are. I mean, how many blogs are out there that's like, interior designers doing the look for less like get this version of your favorite yes. you know design within reach table at ikea and you know or ikea hacks that there are out mm -hmm. there to take and make your ikea furniture like exactly what you want it to be in your room and like the best of all like they're putting it in a mood board for me so that at any given time like this reminded me of um the new ceo of pinterest that was on yes. stage at shop talk where he's talking about like they're going to give you the mood board. And then when you're ready to execute, it's just boom, 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 buy. And all of, it's, all of it's in your cart. And I can go drive to Ikea, pick it up, which they have a really slick pickup right. service or, you know, hire a task grab. It's come and actually put the whole room together. And all of that is less than like your one interior design consultation from any other designer that not to like knock the designers, but like 
it's affordable for every it's it democratizes it 100 percent too and the other key point in what you're saying too is like and you know having a background steeped in home furnishings in my career like the what you're describing doesn't keep you locked into my house looks like ikea Mm -hmm. right you can actually from a pinterest the example you're using a pinterest which they could go after this wayfair could go after this you can get designs from many different manufacturers right to make your house look more eclectic as well yeah that's what you hire the interior designer for exactly like i have my plans put this all together like yeah nip and tuck and find the right things that should go in or should i i should invest more in or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why it's limited in some scope to Ikea. But you know, now that they're going to do it, everyone's going to follow on. So yeah, it's it's a great point. Well, let's bring your blood pressure down. Yeah, uh, my blood pressure is okay. It's good to vent. You know, I'm, I'm always good. better yeah, when I vent. Get, yes. it get it out. Get it out. Just got to get it out. Um, okay, Chris, let's go to the lightning round. Hard Mountain Dew, your favorite <sighs> alcoholic beverage. They threw a rager at a Florida retirement village uh, last week, Chris, and it was off the hook. If you had to pick a brand or product that you'd anticipate that will be throwing a party at your retirement village in the future, who would you guess that it'd be? Uh, I think, you know, by the time I'm retired, I'm guessing uh, I'm going to go with over the counter Viagra. And I think I think Viagra will be over the counter sold. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, but I, I think. I think where I'm going to be partying, that that's probably going to be widely used. Uh, all right, and question number two. Easter came and went this past Sunday. Of all the famed seasonal fictional characters, for example, the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, the Great Pumpkin, you name it, Anne. Yep. Which one would you most want to disavow? Oh, for sure, the Easter Bunny. Oh, 100%. Thank God oh my you said God. that. I had to go to Goodwill uh, because I it's... forgot it was Easter until Saturday night and like scavenge at Goodwill to try to find yeah. an Easter basket because Target and everybody was sold out. That's like, what inspired the question. Why do we need a freaking holiday like this to just give kids Not in the spring. And... There's yeah, it's so, going on. So like, why do you have to throw this in 100%, 100%. on me? 100%. Um, okay, Chris. Indochino announced it's expanding its women's offering to all stores and to its e-commerce site per a company press release. Which female screen siren do you think best rocks a suit and in which movie, Chris? I know this immediately, Anne. Immediately. Kate Blanchett in the movie Veronica Guerin, which I know you haven't seen. I've never seen. She looks so good in a pantsuit in that movie. You know, it's not called a pantsuit. Well, like, it's just a suit. <laughs> right. This is like, you don't need to say working mom. It's just a mom. Pantsuit, I cannot uh, shop talk. I cannot tell you the number of men that came up to me were like, and I loved your pantsuit. Like, Jesus, people, it's just a suit. Women can wear suits too. Now you're gonna get me fired up. But is, isn't there a version of a woman's suit that doesn't come with pants? Like well, shorts? Yeah, but it's just a suit. It's, it's suiting. Still a suit? It's just women's suiting. All right, okay. okay all right. Same thing as, as men's suiting. That's it. Wow. End of story. All right. And is and simmer down and simmer I, down. Yeah, All right. You got me on the last wrong, one. No, that's good. I'm glad I got you fired up. Starbucks new, but Veronica Guerin, you got to check that movie out. She looks great. All right. Starbucks new olive infused coffee is reportedly forcing some customers to run for the bathroom. And given this, what could some kids call troubling news? Yes. Will you try Oliato? A little too close to Oliestra, like Olestra from the 90s. Um, yeah, I do want to try it. This, you do. You, I'm you not touching not it. I'm not it. touching it. But I do. I do like those bulletproof coffees. So I think like it, it's probably really lovely. Now, do I need to have like a grande coffee? Probably not. I'll probably go for like a short or something to start. <laughs> yeah, Just, the, it's funny. The Trenta Oliato. Yeah, I just want to say it's 
probably like good before the you know the morning colonoscopy. I would oh my imagine. God. My God. Well, I don't know. People in Italy live longer, and the Mediterranean live longer. Maybe it's because of the coffee and their frequent. It's true. It slims you down, trips. right? Yeah. There's lots of benefits to it. All right, that wraps us up today. Happy birthday today to Allison Williams, Ron Perlman, and to the kid I liked a lot better 40 years ago when he was Ricky Stratton. The still young Ricky Schwarter, who I believe turns only, believe it or not, just 53 today. I got to look that up. I meant to look that up before I got on the show just to confirm, but I think that's how old he is. So remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a current top 10 U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content that is exclusive to us and only just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. So until next week, and on behalf of all of us here at OmniTalk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brand. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. You can find out more at firework.com. And SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omnichannel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to fuel your growth and deliver for your customers. To find out more, head to spscommerce.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.